Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK, the nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a one trillion dollar tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk/greattalent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody, we are back with another episode of Midnight on Earth. I'm your host, Jake Weaver, and we are here to bring you more knowledge, more light, and more love. We have an incredible guest today. Alobar Jones is here. He's an astral projector. He's an exorcist. He has so much going on. It's going to be an incredible interview. We're going to talk to him. In just a second. But first, I need you to do something for me. Follow me on Instagram at midnight underscore on underscore earth. That is the address. You can follow me there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you go to get your podcasts, click that button that connects us so you know instantly who's coming on, when they're coming on, and you can just download it. You have it. Get that notification. And lastly, tell a friend, tell someone that you know that loves these type of podcasts. You know what we're doing here. You know what we talk about, the love, the light, so much good information. You know who needs that, including all of us. We all need that, but you know who really needs that. Bring them here, midnightonearth.com. Okay, we're going to talk to Alibar here in just a second, but I'm going to read his bio. So here we go. Alibar has been an avid astral projector for the last 15 years. He has reinvented the art of exorcism, a deep form of shadow work, and has impacts in severe mental health issues. For fun, Alibar manages groups of astral projectors who fly against the cabal and their non-physical allies. Whoa, we're going to talk about this. His YouTube channel chronicles his adventures, and he's here with us today. Hello, Alibar. 
Top of the morning to you, Jack. How you doing? Great. I'm over here in Portland, Oregon. You are in where in Australia right now? Byron Bay, Australia. Okay. Well, thank you for meeting us early. I know it's early for you. I really appreciate you sharing your energy with us. It's really, it's really important right now. I'm just glad to be here. Glad to be getting the message out there. Why do you feel like things are accelerating? What's going on? It's important for all of us that have an awareness of this to take action. It seems like it's like that more than ever, but where is the acceleration overall coming from? Um, I think it's a pinch point. Like, um, I'm sorry, I don't think it's a pinch point. Like all of the different timelines, everybody's, everybody's got their own game. You know, some people, everybody's doing, some people are really into hockey. Some people are really into football. But, you know, there's this group of Satanists who are really into abusing little kids and, like, they've got to go and all of the timelines are squeezing into one single timeline. So all of these other games that are going around, they don't get to – not only the compatible ones get to remain in, exi- in existence. And, you know, those guys, they're throwing patties, they're cracking the sads because – because they don't get to play their ugly, ugly games anymore. And you're just watching them destroy as much as they can get their hands on on the way out the door. They're just trying to kick and scream, destroy, knock things over like a child having a temper tantrum. These low frequency people that have been oppressing humanity. And it's more than just humanity that's healthy. (laughs) But there's something going on, but it's ending, you're saying. It's coming to a pinch point. Why is that? Why is it ending now? What is what are the the signatures of that? Oh, look, there's a few, but um, I manage astral projection teams who are, who are active in this space, right? So all of us have a – we know that the forces of the universe lend themselves towards this at this time, right? But we're not taking a passive stance. Like if you listen to Q, they'll tell you to trust the, uh, trust the plan. If you listen to the Pleiadians, they'll tell you, sit tight. When all this is over, we'll come down our ships and we'll rescue you. And all of these different messages are saying, do nothing. And I, that just makes me sick. I agree. If, if there's a revolution going on, I'm going to pick up my rifle and I'm going to take part in it. But the way that I'm best suited is through astral projection. And I'm very, very good at clashing with demons. I'm exceptional. In fact, rumors go around about my name. They know who I am. They being the cabal and the demons. Well, the demons specifically because they're the ones I'm after. Alibar, I want to back you up a little bit because I want to help people understand if they don't know, just give them a very general description of astral traveling. All right. So... It's been called the spirit world, the Nagual astral projection, all of that sort of stuff, right? But um, the, the skill of going out and flying around in the spirit world is rare. Like not everybody knows it, but it's the backbone of being a mystic of any kind or a wizard of any kind. Now, what the church is and the church went to a long – there were a few different schools of magic in, Euro, in Western Europe or in Europe altogether, but they've been exterminated one by one by the church. And so witch burning is, is uh, how they got rid of Druidism, which was uh, like the, the hedge magic, the, the nature magic that was so prevalent everywhere. 
And everywhere the church goes, they're working really hard to stamp out their competitor religions. And they did very, very well. So much so that um, in the West, we don't even believe magic is real. Every, anywhere else you go in the world, anywhere else you go in the world, it's a natural part of life. Like anywhere you go, it doesn't matter what country, what part of the world, they're doing it. And so, But there's a very, very good reason why they're doing this, right? You see, there are a few ways that you can gain and hold power. And these guys set out to control the planet and they needed a technological edge in order to hold it. So what is that technological edge? They used black magic. All of, yeah, they used, all of this sacrifice magic, all of this offering magic that these guys are involved in, they've allied with demon kind and they'll make a sacrifice and they pay the demon to perform a service for them. The, the, the demon looks after them and gets the service done. And that's the alliance, right? And since there are no competing schools of magic out there, nobody's been able to stop them. There is no, there is no champion group to stop them. It might have been the Buddhists, but they're not doing it. What about aspects of Freemasonry? I mean, it seems like there are good logic. Freemasonry is the art of <laughs> the, the school of magic that Freemasonry is, is demonic. There are 33 levels of Freemasonry, which correspond with the 33 vertebrae. And every uh, ritual that ascends you a level in Freemasonry is where they implant one more demon in one more vertebrae. And when they have a complete set of 33, there's no longer a human in there. The human is a passenger in their own body. That's my boy. I've never heard that before because I know that there are groups, at least performing some sort of pushback against this, but the astral projection is when you're able to send your consciousness outside of your body in the spirit world to affect things in the material world, right? Exactly right. Well, look, the, the, they've got this, uh, the second hermetic law, it made it into the Bible. You'll know it as, as above, so below. Or, and the, the finishing of that statement is at, so within, so without. So what's inside you is what you attract. There's the law of attraction. And then as above, so below, as things are decided on the astral planes, then they step down into the physical. Now, we've been countering their black magic with our white magic, and it's been so much stronger than anything they've been able to deploy. Like we, It's like we're, we're driving tanks and they've got bows and arrows. It's a walkover. The um, and it's just, but we're one of the few groups who have the will to do it. We've chosen to do that, and it's about, and and I think it's about getting around this pacifism within uh, spirituality. Like, turn the other cheek, don't fight anything. Like, walk away from uh, anger. Like, don't engage with this stuff. But in, and I think that that's a planted philosophy because it really corresponds with what Q is saying, like sit still and trust the program. One of their latest ones is um, get a box of popcorn because it's going to be really entertaining. Look, I mean, just to stop you here for just a second, I think QAnon was always the CIA, FBI, in, uh, activating this hive mind of people that latch on to these really, really, really loose connections that actually don't 
only make sense to them in certain cases. And it was never <laughs> authentic. That was the thing. Like the reason they were able to get all that inside information and have all these things correlate that did actually match up was because it was designed that way the whole time as a psyop, I believe. Totally, totally. Yeah, like um, there is no doubt whatsoever about it. Um, what's really interesting is that we were we we thought the same our groups we were discussing the Pleiadians, and we thought exactly the same thing about them. They're telling us to trust the program. They're telling us to uh, to sit tight and wait for the the cavalry to come. Um, and but I thought like if they're really here like that, but. We tried to think about what have they done? What Name one thing that the Pleiadians have actually done for us. And nobody has any answers. And you know, it would be so simple for them to create a meditation program or a human empowerment program and then download it through any one of hundreds of channels, right? And then there would be a Pleiadian school of magic through which to counter the dark side. Great, right? But they've been around since the 80s with Barbara Marciniak and nothing's come through. Nothing. They're not, they're not helping us at all. And, you know, and I think that they are a PSYOP too. And it gets even better. It gets even better because <clears throat> our group, we decided to have a little channeling session where we called up Pleiadian High Command. And we go, so... There's two stories here. Like we've got your story that you're telling us, and this is what we think. So can you marry these two? And they never picked up the phone. Pleiadian High Council never picked up the phone. This is where it gets really interesting, is that the, the one who intercepted the call, the one who got on the, the channel, the phone call, the channel, I, so I'm so deep in mysticism, I don't, think it's a big deal to do channeling, right? That's not, it's a big fat. Nothing. It's pretty common right. in our world as well. My listeners and myself, just because we're all so immersed in it as well. It's, it seems fringe for a lot of people, but when, once you know, dozens of channels, like you're saying, it becomes second nature, it becomes normalized. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, but who picked up the phone and this girl identified herself as part of the Pleiadian religious propaganda unit. She said that she had she had uh, told Porky Pies to the local to the spiritually underdeveloped locals on six different planets. Earth was her sixth planet where she had spread this sort of a story. Sit tight and wait for us to rescue you, with variations, right? Which means that the Pleiadians have a propaganda unit specifically to receive channels and to tell this. Uh, increasingly ridiculous story that they're here to rescue us. The latest, the latest chapter is of medbeds. But, you know, if they were really here to help us, then the medbed technology would be released as an open source technology yesterday. Right. Like if they were really as good and kind and open-hearted as they, as they keep trumpeting, then 
we would uh, we would already have medbits. It would already be a common technology. Patricia Corey, who was on the show recently, she's been channeling for like 40 years. And she said, and wow. she, she deals with the Syrian High Council. And she wow. said, from the, her perspective, the Pleiadians, there are some low frequency ones that do the things like you're saying, but there are, because they still are an ascended race, there are some people in that Pleiadian bandwidth that are high frequency love and light beings. It's just not all of them. Yeah, well, look, and we managed to get on the phone with a group of them um, just like oh, two weeks ago now, and it, um, the result was that we got uh, legal protection from across the galaxy. Like, apparently, we, our legal status changed, and like, it's going to be harder for the dark side to get um, for it to be legal for them to, to hurt us. So I want to back you up a little bit because I want to hear about the yeah, order. Sorry, I- I do jump from wild concept to wild concept. That, that's okay. I'm out there. Sorry. I, I, I'm I'll loving take it. back a step and I'll ask some precur- <laughs> answer some precursor questions. For you. I, I'm loving it, but I'm, I'm making sure to just give a little bit of context. So I want to hear the origins of this astral group because you're out there, you're saying fighting demons, you're fighting the cabal, this force, this anti-human force from that dimension with a team. How did you meet these people? Tell me everything about the beginnings and how it all started. I, um, I, the great health crisis of 2020 kicked off and I thought, here we go. These guys are horrible people, right? They like, like I didn't, I thought we still had more time until they made their, you know, their final move. As it turns out, we didn't. In in Byron Bay, there's a lot of anti-government type people. Like the strongest protests in Australia come out of here. And um, you know, there was a lo- there's a group that met at the local community gardens, and um, we talked about what we're going to do about this this drama that the the government started. And um, you know, and I collected half a dozen meditators there and we started the group. We go, okay, so, you know, everybody here is into meditation and, and astral projection, so let's go and talk to Gaia, Mother Earth, and see what she wants to do. What she you know, Has she got anything on the cards that she would like us to resolve for her? So, like, that's became the first thing we did. Uh, we started um, building protection nets around Mother Earth. We started changing the the what do you call it the frequency or the the flow of water in the pond of planet Earth. So we change what and we with these protection. That's the idea is we would prevent the worst things from happening. Like the frequency precluded the most terrible things happening. But that was a very very early days. Like. Uh, since then, our, our groups have collapsed and come back together twice. So this is the third iteration and also the strongest. Um, I started a YouTube channel so that I could, uh, so for three reasons. One, that people know that there is a war, that this is actually a war. Like they, they want to enslave humanity and they don't mind how many they kill along the way. That's, that's an act of war, right? If, you don't, if you're so. not getting that, please get with the program. <laughs> <laughs> right. Two, that somebody is fighting it in the spirit world. And three, that we are recruiting. And the, the groups I have now, and I, I've got, a, I've got uh, two American groups, an Australian group and a European group I fly with. Uh, and 
the groups now are so talented. I mean, the people we've got now are just the best. I, re- I remember th- I was sitting in the in the group going, there's at least 100,000 hours of astral projection experience in this room. Wow. So, okay. So you have these groups. There's four of them all over the world. You brought these people together. You're saying this is the third time some people have left. The best have come back. So describe for me like one of these sessions, like how do you plan out like a mission and then how, what do you do? All right. So I went to, you remember that big day in 2012 that was the end of the world? (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, all of that came out of uh, Southern Mexico where the, um, where they, they call, they call themselves the Mayan time scientists. And on that day, and I went down there, and on that day, 11 out of 17 calendars clocked midnight. But I went down there and I, I got to Mexico and I danced in the ruins in the key ceremony um, with the Pope of the Mayan calendar crew um, in, in a place called Palenque, which I've since discovered is the world's uh, throat chakra. Like the temple complex is 10 kilometres square. It's epic. It is the most magical place I've ever been, right? Wow. And so when we finished that ceremony, Gaia called me over to one of the altars and says, I dub thee a knight of Gaia. And I go, great. What does that job mean? It means, means you're gonna, I'm going to give you things to do and I'm going to reward you for them. I go, cool, let's do that. Yeah. And so ever since then, I've been going out there and picking fights um, for, for Gaia. You know, some of it's been espionage work. Some of it's been really straight military. But it's, that's the kind of role that Gaia gave me. Um, back in 20, at the end of 2012, right? And so I've been doing this solo for a long time. But 2012, I looked and I go, nah, I'm not doing this alone. And so what we would do now is I would talk to a guy and I'd say, show me the most pressing problem that we can solve today. And so uh, just recently, oh, you'll love this one. This just in the last week. Uh, I asked, what's the best thing we can do? And she um, she showed me an image of the pool of louche that they recover from child trafficking, all of the misery, all of the nasty, all of the negative emotion that they get out of um, being nasty to those little kids that they're trafficking. We found the bank account of louche or, or the, the pool of that um, metaphysical material. And it was massive. It was massive. So, so you're saying it's like they, they extract this psychic energy, spiritual energy, life force from the children, the innocent children that we know are being tortured and trafficked all over the world, and they're storing it in, a, in an ethereal way and, and eating it maybe for later or whatever they're doing. Oh, but yeah, they're- no, it, it feeds their personnel. It runs their machinery. It... Um, Oh it's like it's like oil or petroleum to them. Everything depends on it. Uh, and what we found was not necessarily just a bank account, but the um, but the the vault where they store their gold, like the most all their most precious. Like it it would take a whole generation of torture to generate this much loose. And they did it. You know, they, nobody's been stopping them for you know, for all of this time. And we found that and we destroyed it. We destroyed the infrastructure they used. We killed all the person, all the demons that are part of working that. We uh, dissolved all of the um, 
all of the fuel, all of the loosh, and we watch some of their um, machinery, some of their programs shut down immediately. We watch some of their plans like collapse in the absence of this material. Wow. Because I've heard this from other spiritual people as well throughout my <laughs> studying yeah. in life is that, you know, they are storing this energy. They're eating it. They're harvesting it. But this is part of their disillusion process, right? They're, we're ascending. They can't resonate with us anymore. And they're losing their power all over the place, including in these realms where people like yourself and these groups are destabilizing them. They're, you're taking away their resources. And like you said, it's like a steamroll effect. Like you have so much power in that realm. Yeah. Well, look, and humans are the most powerful. Earth humans are the most powerful beings um, perhaps in our galaxy. Like uh, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent clear. But, you know, the Pleiadians, they just have a heart, whereas, sorry, the humans, we have three brains. We have a head, a heart, and a gut. Our head loves intellectual complexity and can dive in deeply into questions and resolve very challenging issues. And if you can use that well, you're probably going to be quite financially successful. The second one is the heart, which, is, uh, which loves emotional complexity. And if you can dive into that sort of emotional complexity and you're sensitive to all that, you're probably going to have very good relationships. but And the third one is the gut. And the gut is quite a primitive brain. It's, uh, it's not actually a brain. It's more of a plexus, which is an insect version of brain. And it, um, you know, it just says, yes, no, do it, don't do it. And uh, that's, that's all it's good for. But what it does is if the heart gets you know, too deeply involved in complexity, the gut pulls it out and goes, that question's not worth answering. Don't involve yourself in that. Or the mind, or the mind. And the three of them together is what makes us so powerful. So the demons can play with our mind, but they can't touch the heart. <sighs> they cannot penetrate that. It's a, it's a realm they do not understand. I'll just say that they're lower frequency thought. You're thinking the heart, it's love, it's light. It's like closer to source, like where they're oh, at, that bandwidth just doesn't exist. But the mind, because it spreads through multiple dimensions, there are interface points. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the mind, the mind, the mind can create facts for itself. It can, um, it can justify anything. It philosophically can turn black into white and white back into black and then red into blue. Through lot through a dozen different logical mechanisms, you know it, it's it's very clever, but it also has no wisdom. It's dumb. It does. It can be. It can do dumb things, but very cleverly and very adeptly and very technically. But things that aren't worth worth doing. For instance, the atom bomb. Like there's no. That's not a good thing to make, but it's an intellectual challenge to create it. Right. So these entities can influence the mind of weaker people, maybe haven't had spiritual experiences, or maybe they're in a place spiritually where they're kind of lower in their, how they're vibrating. And then that's where these entities can meet and influence, but nowhere near the heart. It's not even close, but no, they can't, they can't touch it, but there is a chance depending on where people are in their life. Yeah, well, look, um, you know, and it's even the plot of an Isaac Asimov book and movie. It's called iRobot, and in it, they build all these robots who've just got big brains, right? And they have a central AI that controls them all. 
But the the story is of this one robot that gets a brain and a heart, and it's the, and it turns out to be the hero that shuts down the AI and the control grid that it wanted to enforce. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Now and this and now I want this is the same situation for Earth humans. We um we've been tinkered with in dozens of ways over an unlimited period of time. There's nobody to, to prevent the genetic. Um, manipulation of Earth humans. And we have the missing link, which is about 100,000 years of development done in 500 years or something like that, so the fossil record says. Right. And and if you look at the human genome, then chromosome number two has has all of the hallmarks. It has the structure, not of of the rest of them. It looks like it's been genetically spliced. And And that's in every human being. But what happened, if I'm going to just just some conjecture here, just to, I'm just going to paraphrase it here, right? Sure. So what happened is that the Anunnaki saw the, the, the chassis of, um, of Homo erectus, and they said, we can make these people into better gold mining slaves for us. So we'll add a few parts from our system, like we'll get the engine from the Anunnaki and the, um, and the exhaust train from the Anunnaki. Then the Pleiadians come in and put in their A-grade carburetor and the, uh, the Arcturians came in and put the electrical system, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And what you have is you have the Earth humans as a hot rod. Like this, this machine that we're riding around in, it has the best tech, the best parts, from all of the different species all over the galaxy. And the whole, the body can, has integrated them all. It functions properly and we can breed still. Like, like the, the condi- what's happened here on Earth for us Earth humans is bigger than we know. And it's probably why um, Jesus incarnated here because it's going to be the most interesting. And when he said, you can, do, you can do everything I can do and more, he's not lying at all. Now, absolutely. We can all activate that Christ consciousness and it's active all throughout the universe. All of these other conscious evolved beings have their own version of that. They may have a different name for it, but they all activate that because that's what really ties you in with source and then takes you on an evolutionary journey that includes more dimensions, it seems, right? Well, look, you know, and this is this is like this is when I say spiritually underdeveloped planet, right? Like it's just like a, a, an economically underdeveloped um, country. And so, if I, and I used I've used this analogy before, but I'll use it again. Now, the way that the uh, the relationship that Earth has with the rest of the galaxy is a bit wild and a bit weird. See, so think about a country like Cuba or Nicaragua are really good examples. Where um, you have these big empires vying to see who runs that place, you know, is it going to be the Russians who run Cuba, or is it going to be the Americans who run Cuba? And nowadays, the Chinese are getting a look in in all of these different places, right? And and also these these nations, they send a few different kinds of people, right? And I'll just use the American example because, like, that we know the names involved, so. Firstly, they send out Peace Corps kids who at their own expense just go and live in this country and see what they can make better. And then charities who are doing this stuff not for profit but for profit but not for profit. And then you have companies who want to do good deals where everybody wins and you have companies that want to exploit them. And then you have 
you know, government agents like CIAs and assassins and jackals and the mobster-type government groups. And the whole spectrum of these different beings are sent to these underdeveloped countries to influence them and absorb them into their empire. And you have, and, and this is happening at the same time for the Americans, the Russians, and the Chinese now, right? For these, for these different, and, and India is going to start playing this game pretty soon. I'm sure of it. And you're saying we're like that with these other races. We, we are like that underdeveloped country that everybody is vying for. Oh. When really, us Earth humans are more powerful than any of them. But who instigated the design that? The Arcturians, the Pleiadians, there's all of these people that came together to modify the Anunnaki, the, to modify the human. At what impetus? It seems like that would be a coalition decision. Like you'd have these multiple races that are making a no, I, 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 I actually suspect it's not. And I think that these different parts have been added over a long spirit period of time in different regions. So, look, you know, and I think the Chinese look different to the Caucasians and the blacks, the Asians, Caucasians and blacks and browns are all sort of, you know, like you get the blue people landed in India. Like, you know, you look at a picture of Vishnu. Yes, and, the blue uh, the, skin. Yeah, yes. right. There's a blue guy. You know, like, so, you know, you, now we know where the avatar, the inspiration for the avatar movie comes from, right? <laughs> Some people say those are Syrians, the, that they have the blue skin. I, I'm not sure. Definitely, maybe. I, I'm, I'm far from an expert on Syrians. Like, I haven't seen those guys all year. I haven't, I haven't been on the phone with those guys all year. For no, no, for no good reason, I just haven't bumped into them. But they brought their own type of genetic manipulation. The Asians look a little bit different because of their type of and genetic mani manipulation. Same with the blacks, same with the whites. You know, and... You get these, um, and, and, the, and the perfect example is that the um, is the Pleiadians interfered with the Nordics, with the Scandinavians, and so they interbred, or they interbred, or they genetically manipulated all of those kinds of Earthlings, and they made them all tall and blonde. and And the official story is that if you hang out in the Arctic Circle for long enough, it'll make you an albino too, because you need because you're reacting to that much sunlight, right? You need to absorb the sunlight in the winter month. But the Eskimos have been in the same environment for 10,000 years, and they still look like the Chinese where they migrated from. They might, you know, they, they, the Chinese went north into Siberia, and when there was a frozen land bridge, they crossed over into the Americas. Like, they still look pretty Chinese. So it's pretty evident that there has been some genetic tampering. But then what happens as humanity we elevate we love each other so much i mean there's there's people coming together from all over the world and they're having relationships and i mean what happens when that just we're and just this, a big and genetic melting where, and, and i suppose this is where the mustang um and the pontiac have their love child which is still a hot rod you know exactly like, I'm, I'm stretching the analogy a long long way right but i understand what um, you're saying i mean we if we are in that way modified by different races and different regions throughout history as we come together as one 
you know, one human family, the internet, I mean, everything's pulling us together. It seems that all of those different genetic strains would merge. And is that then the key of the human evolution? Uh, like I suspect so. Like, without being 100% clear, I deeply suspect that's the case. And whereas in the lab you might have difficulty getting, um, you know, Mustang parts to uh, be compatible with Pontiac parts, geez, this, this, this analogy has <laughs> gone too far, right? <laughs> in the lab you'd have difficulty getting that to work, but on the, on the physical level it just is. It's just working. It's all really interesting how we show up as humans because we did lose that history. We did lose touch with that, but it's hidden from us. Do you feel like all of that ancient information is still there, but it's been sealed up by the powers that are in power currently, the powers that be? Oh, mate. No, they've, uh, they've, well, firstly, they've lied about every major war, how every major war started since uh, 1940. One forty-two since since Pearl Harbor, probably even right, that we know about. Right? That we know about. Every, the, the instigator of every war, they've rewritten the story so that the Americans are the good guys. Since in in, in living and recent history, right, and we know that for sure. But how many hundreds of years have they been doing this for? How long have they been rewriting? Like you know. Uh, some uh, some Afghani's decided to blow up the uh, the twin towers. They had two planes that hit the twin towers. Three buildings fell, but they just want to erase that third building story from history. I know. Yeah, you know, like you know, that that the that the terrorists were not uh, Afghani, as it turns out, most of them were Saudi, and blah blah, and on and on the story goes. But the official fiction, the 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 story that is being passed down through the ages, is that. Um, is the is absolute nonsense that does not bear any analysis right history is being rewritten so before our eyes even now and you're saying that you can look at all the events throughout history and most likely they're not accurate that's what i did my degree in like uh international relations history and political science like it's like governments just lie constantly and i got to the point like just constantly and i got to the point where if you invert what the world leaders say, then you're probably much closer to the truth, right? And, and I'll use this one. I'll use this one where uh, where they're saying Iraq has weapons of mass destruction and is a threat to world peace. And if you invert it, what it says is we have weapons of mass destruction and we are a threat to world peace, which is much much closer to the truth, like. Yes. They're the one who started that war, so obviously. Oh, we know this. Yes, it's so obvious. I mean, Gulf of Tonkin, uh, Pearl Harbor, you could yeah. go down the list, but also there's other Bay anomalies. Like all of it. Like, yeah, there's crazy. other anomalies as well. I recently saw a little mini documentary about all the various things that just happened to be started in the 1800s, which was really interesting. Mm -hmm. All of these universities, these cities, uh, various industries, all of these things started in a very short bandwidth of time. And like, there was nothing before that. It was, it's very interesting. We don't know what really happened because as things get manipulated and then the people that were alive during that time, they, they, they graduate, they die. Then the information is truly lost. And all you have left is the modified fake version of the story is the official fiction. Yeah. Like it's, 
It hurts my feelings too, mate. It really does. But, 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 but you're fighting back against this. I want to talk about this more. You're actually out there. There's a war on the astral planes and you're in the front lines with these groups. Now tell me about this more because you're saying they know about you now. They know you're out there with these worldwide groups doing this. Tell me more about the effect you're having with these groups. All right. So look, one of the things one of the things we did is we looked at all of the world leaders who are pushing the great reset we had a list of 33 leaders who are pushing the great reset uh you know billionaires philanthropists or i think philanthropist and psychopath mean the same thing these days um the uh, well you know like uh, national leaders and um not ngo leaders right and we we astral project and we looked at, and flew over and we looked at these guys and they're a con you know like they they say never make a deal with the devil you know never make a contract with the devil or you know and they there's promises and agreements and contracts and like but they all had at least two not necessarily some more of the most heaviest contract you can get into which we call a dark covenant where literally everything I am belongs to S and L, and you can figure out the names of who those guys are. Um, wow. S and L, like they're, they're big in Christian mythology as the bad guys. Satan and Lucifer for people that need those that little yeah, yeah. help. But no, it's obvious because you can see and the contacts that they're signing, it seems like they're the type of people that run to make those contracts. They're, they're totally, like, please, totally like, can, uh, can we add more? Yeah, Here, here's we, more. We can even... We can even tell you what was promised to them to sell out the rest of their species. You know, oh, you want money? Great. You want girls? Great. You want fame? Great. We'll give you all of that. But you just got to sell out your species. Like these are the kinds of people who are our inverted commas leaders. And these are the who are who have a price and they wouldn't get into these positions if the price was not known and feasible for the, uh, for the cabal to pay. So these 33 people that you kind of remote yeah. viewed in a way, they were the conduit to the demons and the other things that you're kind of well, fighting no, back no. against. There's no human, the, the humans in these, in these bodies, the human consciousness is a passenger. It's the demon who's doing all the hard work. In a few of them, we attacked. We, we decided to cleanse that body of all of those guys. And then the very next day, you hear a, an announcement of a back step, of a, of a step backwards in policy. Whoa. Yeah, so they go, maybe we won't do you know, deeper lockdown restrictions. We're going to do a review about peeling them back. And then within another 24 hours, they're back on their, you know, on their um, would-be Nazi agenda again because the dark side has reclaimed that human. Like it's obscene. What we were seeing was obscene and it was more than we could handle. And so, but that was a, that was a mission uh, profile generated by us humans. Like somebody sent me a list and I said, that's a good idea. Let's do it. Let's do that. And, uh, and we looked, we attacked them all. And it was, as it turned out, a hopeless endeavor because, you know, they, these, these idiots would just leap back into the arms of the demons again. So you're saying you clear these people, some of these people that were just fully infested, you cleared them and they didn't care. They're like, where'd my demons go? Wait, come back, please. Yeah, totally. where, where, where's my strength gone? Where's my, where are my allies? How am I going to do this without them? Like, oh, so. oh my 
God, I don't know what happens to a human when they fully make that choice because at some point they were just like this cute little Christ consciousness baby. But then something happens that leads them on that path. Well, look, so, so men accept no apples from women. All right. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I, I just, it, it, we all choose to be here to learn these lessons. Perhaps they're choosing to be that being that becomes possessed, corrupted. And it's a free will zone. You can make whatever choice you want, you know, but if you don't care, you know, I don't, Personally, I have no idea what sort of price it would be, what it would take to sell out your species. Like, I cannot empathize with these people. But, you know, as it turns out, they do know what they'll accept to sell out their species. Like, oh, yeah. they, they have an answer to that question. And, I, and I'm assuming there's some competition to sell out the species. Like, oh, there's some competition God. for those top jobs. Oh, that's mind blowing because yes, because you do get rewarded so handsomely in the temporal material sense, which is something that doesn't make sense to me because these demons, these astral, their astral entities themselves, even though they're in the lower bandwidth, they're outside of time and space. They know how the story is going to end. They lose. We win. Like all of their works are pretty much like fruitless. Why do they even bother? Is it just like their existence, like their function? Like it seems like a futile effort from the start, but yet they persist. Well, look, and we've, when, okay. So my day job is to do exorcism, right? And part of that is to call that demon to the front of someone's personality and then it will answer questions for me. It'll speak out their mouth and explain things to, to me and the, and the client. And, um, and I ask them these sorts of questions going, what's going through your head? He goes, and they're going, we don't know what else to do. There's nothing else we can do. If we, we will starve to death, the second we let go of humanity, our whole culture is over. Right, because and, and this is why, it's because humanity is connected to source, and we have an endless supply of fuel. Right? Like uh, source will animate our bodies and keep our minds running forever. Now these guys don't have that. They have a very. They don't have a fuel source. Their internal mechanisms and their internal um, makeup has disconnected them from God, and so they don't have any fuel. They don't generate fuel the same way that we do. So, therefore, they need wow. to parasite on something that has some fuel, and humanity is their target. Humanity is the, is the species here that fits the bill. Wow. So, so as we ascend, they won't be able to feed off of us anymore. And then they dissipate, but energy doesn't die. You would think it would transmute in some way, but in their own existence, from their own perspective, they think they're just well, going to, they're going to burn out. They're going to burn out. And there's also the other thing is that they've described themselves as the junkies of the universe. And my contact time with them, I can say their character is that's about it. And, and I will also say, like, one of the services I offer, uh, usually it's the parents want their kids to be de-addicted and demons is what's causing it. You know, I, I, I've met the demons for ice and heroin and alcohol and weed and all of these substances. There is a demon lord involved. And, you know, it's their minions are in that person that compel them to get wasted all the time. 
Um, so that that whole scenario, I, I solved that question, what causes addiction? It's demons. And I can say it unequivocally. But if you want to know more, get in touch, get in contact. It's it's a sideline to what we're talking about. The um, But they say, look, my the, the demons only feel one feeling, and it's a low-frequency feeling. It'll be anger, it'll be jealousy, it'll be despair, it'll be sadness, it'll be depression or whatever it is, right? And they only feel one feeling, and they're so miserable that the only thing that makes them feel any better is to soak up some human emotion, which is kind of like a drug for them. They get high for a little while so they don't have to feel miserable all the time, and that's their existence. But what about other species out in the universe that are evolving like us in that same way? Maybe they're not as far along as us, and they might need that those entities to fulfill a role for them for whatever reason over well, there. Look, look, and, and I think that this is some more BS that has filtered into spiritual philosophy. Like, you know, I've, done, I've looked under the hood of most religions. I've, I've, I, um, I understand the mechanisms, but I'm also one of the few light workers who has con- this much contact with the dark side. And I can say there is no balance to keep. That like the, the story of balance is a, is a nonsense story that they created, and, and the other nonsense story is that every experience will teach you lessons, right? And I, and I'll use this example, right? I can go out on the corner and sell my body, right, tonight, and I will have experiences and I will learn things from that. But is are those lessons of any value to anyone whatsoever? Like what? Who would who would add? Who would say that that's a valuable thing to do? No, it's like it's the like. But this is the kind of trauma and drama and sadness and, and emotional um, wrecking balls that people are expected to 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 character to receive as part of their in inverted commas spiritual development. You know, get slammed by the dark side because that'll make you a, a better spiritual person. Bollocks. It's just bollocks. I totally agree. And I am very much against doom and gloom. That's just all negative energy. The fear. So many quote unquote spiritual metaphysical people are out there with these perspectives that are so dark. They're just like, oh, even though everything's made out of love, we, we, we know everything's made out of love. So there's only one possible outcome. This is just a process. And again, addressing to what you said about balance, people get caught up in that. And I just like to remind people that while that yin yang might be a universal law as we ascend, as we evolve, it's like, a musical scale. You have low C and high C. We jump up an octave. Yin and Yang uh, refers to the third hermetic law, which is the balance between masculine and feminine. We see that picture of Yin Yang. It's about masculine and feminine. Dan Wokwe Shuo Jong Wokwa, Wajidao Nega Dansa Yoshomisa. I speak Mandarin. I know what those words mean. It's masculine and feminine, right? And the but it's usually used to describe the balance between good and evil, which is hermetic law number four, not number three. And so the yin-yang is often misrepresented to represent good and evil. It's got nothing to do with that story. It's there to represent masculine feminine. Interesting. Shiva Shakti energy. Yeah, I just feel like as we evolve and we raise our frequency and we keep going up an octave, an octave, an octave, however we define 
contrast can just be just under pure source. Like we don't need to have the terrible things that are causing a pinch point. Like we talked about at the beginning, the terrible things that are happening on this planet. Like we need to burn that off. We need to evolve past that. You're saying that's happening. And I totally agree and believe you, but what's, what, what else, like what else is happening? That's kind of an indicator of this change. Um, well, What's happening is uh, the demon lords, like the most powerful demons, regularly uh, escape the planet. Like they, what they do is they get enough power to actually jump off world and go somewhere else. And as soon as they have enough power, they do that. And then one of their lieutenants gets the big hat and then he looks around and goes, look, I'm fighting a war I cannot win. I better just grab what I can and run for the coast, right? And it's just been happening over and over and over and over again. Like, so these, nobody wants, there are no generals per se left on the, uh, on the dark, uh, in the dark forces. They've all made a run for it. It does seem that way. So many people are talking about this right now because it does seem like there's a reaction, the fear, the different things that are happening, perhaps a new virus, whatever the cabal is putting out. But then that seems to be a reaction to the massive expansion, the acceleration of consciousness, the unbelievable amount of love energy that's coming through right now. That seems to be the most prevalent thing. And, and it's, finally moving past what was there before it seems well look we our teams looked into the future like when we looked um you know five 50 years time this world is a paradise wow. in five years time yeah like we've like the timelines they they don't actually have a pathway to win anymore but they're cornered so we have to we have to destroy them the old-fashioned way uh, and, and, and you can see this reflected in U.S. politics. Like, everybody knows who's guilty of what, and no. but they're still in office because nobody's got the guts to go and arrest them. I know. What a weird time, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll look. You know, and, you know, you got to say, why would you hide the Epstein client list? It's because everybody's on it. It's like the judiciary. Sorry. All, all of the cabal go through Freemasonic training. And at level 20 in Freemasonry, you have to make a vow to cover up the crimes of your brother Masons. Does this make sense now in, in politics, why nobody's getting arrested? Oh, absolutely. Because They're all on the same team. Exactly. Exactly. But this is coming out right now right the 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 dirt is rising to the surface we know about these things everyone in the world you could you can make the joke epstein didn't kill himself and you could literally be in like 30 different countries and, and everybody would know what you were talking about which is so huge <laughs> like everybody knows and it's rising to the surface well look, tell me about this in the second and third world the circus of politics makes it really really obvious like that something's not right, the corruption, that the story they're telling us has got nothing to do with the truth. And But, you know, the U.S. was insulated from that for some reason. Like, you know, everything looked normal up until, like, say, the last five years, you know, where, where Donald Trump, don't, like, 
I, I am and I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. I don't think he's our saviour. I don't think he's a solution um, to the world's problem. And and the cabal do set up people to be the saviour. It used to be Vladimir Putin and then it was Donald Trump and the next one's going to be Elon Musk who can save the world for us. And he's on their team and he's saving the world from his own mates. Like it's just it's the most nonsense thing. I think Trump's that. But just watching Trump in, on his election campaign and watching Hillary Clinton just look more and more hideous like the monstrous witch she is, like, you know, that was eye-opening. That was really eye-opening. How much the media pandered to, like, the criminal that uh, Barack Obama is, like how they bent over backwards for him. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, he's involved in two wars. Let's give him the Nobel Peace Prize. Like, are you, like this, sort, this sort of ridiculousness was starting to present itself in the West as there's corruption under the surface. All of this has started to come through in the last, say, five years or so, right? Give or take. And it's, it's a reflection of the black magic is not strong enough any longer to hold us in the spell, to hold us hypnotized, to prevent us from seeing the truth. Now, why is that? Why was it able to hold us before, but now it can't? Is it just our ascension, Earth's ascension? I would say it's Earth's ascension, you know, but yeah. And look, whether or not Earth can do it on her own, I'm not. I, you know, that would be great if she can do it on her own. But, you know, I've got nothing better to do than help out. Uh, we're going to give the whole situation a push. Oh, absolutely. That's what we were talking about at the beginning, just taking action, the importance of taking action in this time. And, and action could be as simple as just being more loving and, and developing yourself more. But for people that feel compelled to take another role, now is the time, you would say. Every, everybody can think of one thing they can do, right? And when your grandkids are, go, are asking you, so what did you do in the great revolution of Earth? Oh, I trusted the plan. I sat back and waited. I got popcorn to watch the show. No, no. You, you figure out what you can do to help this effort and then go do that. Yes. Like, you know, I don't, whatever it is, you can dream it up. It's all up to you. Like, I'm, you know, like, just the big secret is, is everybody's making it up as they're going along, you know, and I'm no different. Like I just thought, wouldn't earth be better if we had like astral vigilantes? Wouldn't that, wouldn't earth, you know, like, or, or a Jedi council, you know, that's who we are now. But after the revolution, I think we're going to be a Jedi council. You'll be like, rewarded for the incredible work that you've done behind the scenes, finding these demons. Yeah, totally, totally. All I really want is a base to do more of this work, you know. We did we did one action. We did one action that had uh, that w- and we were the first ones to do this action on a galactic scale. Like, you know, these these guys are invading a number of other planets. And there's a number of other planets that have the same problems that we have. And we did one thing. It was a big deal. And we got petitioned by 190 other planets within a week to come to their planet and do it for them. Wow. Interesting. So, so they're contacting yeah, well, you. Because we are the hot rods, because we are the most powerful beings in the galaxy, we can do this. And we're the first ones to break the, to break the seal on this. And so there's a, we got petitioned from 190 other planets to do this. It said, 
Uh, and I just sent back a letter going, we're busy with Earth, but, you know, we'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like we, what I'm saying is when Earth's independent, now we have something to trade. Yes. We have a service that the rest, of, you know, that at least 190 worlds need perform. And I don't know what we're going to get out of it. I don't know what they're going to offer us, but I'm sure it's going to be entertaining. I'm oh. sure it's going to be fun. I'm sure it's going to service itself is amazing. You're out there in the universe and you're meeting these races. We're going to be purging them. They need our help. You're saying because of the fact that we are across pollinated, we have all these different parts, this different energy, and that gives us the ability to fight back in the ways these other races cannot. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, earth is going to be important in galactic politics for the next, you know, I don't know, maybe hundred years, thousand years, who knows? Yes. It does seem like our ascension process after it kind of comes to fruition, the next step would be our role as ambassadors in love of love and light uh, out in the universe and helping people purge these demons because this energy, this Luciferian energy, whatever you want to, Call it whatever name there's you want no, to slap. There's on no it. reason to accept or tolerate it whatsoever. No, no, we have to push back on it. That way, the entire universe can ascend. We have our ascension. We purge those frequencies. We then have to work to purge them from the we've entire set, universe. And we've set the example that the entire universe can follow. There's hope for a lot of these uh, for a lot of these worlds that have been uh, that are under attack or have already been subsumed by this great evil galactic force, by this empire. Wow. My God, Albert, yeah. this is incredible. So, yeah, no, so we're going to be busy. My point is we're going to be busy. Um, and I will also say if we are always recruiting, right? like if you've done 10,000 hours of astral projection, come and join us. If you've got some years under your belt, look, the stuff I'm talking about is really high level. But you just need to be able to look after yourself and will and there's no education like it, what we're doing. There is no substitute for, for what we're learning as we go through this. Uh, like I said, we're just making it up as we go along. But the beauty of the teams is that no, you know, nobody gets hurt. Like we're all if something goes wrong, there's people, there's a there's a number of talented people around you who are willing to help you out of that hole, out of whatever happens to you. So, so if you're a sensitive person, you've had astral traveling, you, you've kind of got a hold of that, developed a, some skill, people should reach out to you because you are recruiting. And then will you help them learn more how to develop that and be more effective? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, um, yeah, just you'll pick up so much from these missions. You've, the kind of problems you'll solve and the kind of resources, like the mental and internal resources that you need to apply to them are huge. And if you don't get it, we'll show you what to do. And I also run courses that take you from zero to the tippy top of the game. And I have graduate students who are flying in our mission teams regularly. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. You talk about that on your website. You want to take people from zero to wizard, like fully trained? Do you feel like you have the information, at least you can teach people enough to get them there? Yeah, totally. Look, and I, like one of, in the old days, I had a student, she, she graduated, she, she learned everything I had to show her, you know? And she was German and she traveled a lot and everywhere she went, like somebody would make the note, the joke, Nazi, 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 ha ha, kill all the Jews, ha ha ha. 
and she hated that. I'm so, sure. <laughs> not surprisingly, right. um, but she had, but she had the skills to choose to do her own thing to make a change in the world. And so she chose to uh, delete Nazi war guilt from collective consciousness. And she set out to do it. And I told her to pace herself because she will burn out. And then she did. But she got about 1% of the entire sentiment that the whole globe has about Nazi war guilt. She reduced it by 1% before she burned out. If she had had a team, it wouldn't be a thing anymore. If she had had a group that she did this with regularly, that story would be over. <sighs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But and my point is, I, I'll teach you to that level where you can make changes to the world and make it a better place. Um, if you decide to fly with our teams, that's great. If you don't decide to fly with our teams, that's great too, whatever. But just go out there and do something good for everybody. That's my request. Oh, okay. So really it's about your training people, but if they do choose another path in life or whatever, at least use that energy, that training to yeah, help just you. Yeah, call man. me up at Christmas and say hi, you know, <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> you know, or just use you. it to help somebody somewhere, right? Totally, totally. Look, and if if all of this warfare and combat jazz isn't to your taste, right, we have a long, prolonged units on um, uh, medical intuition and dimensional structure, which is, and those two things are incredibly valuable no matter what you want to do. Like the structure of dimensions and how the physics of the non-physical world works. Like it takes a while to get your head around it, but I'll hold your hand through the process and show you exactly how it's done. Uh, so you're saying you could train to kind of work on that aspect of ascension and helping humanity just work, cleaning up the structures, strengthening it where it needs to be strengthened. Oh, yeah. Well, look, and it's like, if you see a problem, it's your job to fix it. Go for it. Good luck. You know, that's, and, you know, everybody's got their own brain. Everybody can, can, can create their own uh, objectives. Interesting. And, 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 and this is what human independence looks like. It's does, we don't have anybody ruling over us. There's nobody coming to rescue us. There's not, our, our galactic friends may not be our friends, right? Human independence is about us deciding what we're doing and then going and doing it. That's it. That's what human independence looks like. There is no other formula that works. Because we have the power. We have all the power we need to correct all of the imbalances on every dimension ourselves. We actually don't need that help because we're so connected to source. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, sorry. Our pipeline, to, another way of saying it is our genetics create a pipeline to source that is so wide, there's more juice coming through than we know what to do with. <sighs> That's so beautiful. Well, it's good that we're yeah, in totally. this time now. Like we're here helping people the best that we can. And it's interesting to be in this time now to see this shift. What do you think about that? To be that you're here now in this time watching one world shift into another oh. and you're in the middle of it. Um, my focus is on just the next step. What is the next thing we got to do? What is the next thing we got to do? Like, I do want to step back and, and like look at the big picture and see how far we come. But like, let's just make sure that the job is properly completed, that we don't miss <laughs> any steps, that everything is done right. Cause 
Like when when Earth's independent, we, when we switch the big machine on, like I hope everything fucking works. <laughs> and I hope we've cleaned out everything, but I think we will because it is our destiny. Though free will is very valid, and it is a very powerful yeah. force. It does seem like the Earth itself humanity, is evolving. Humanity has made the choice to not have an AI control state. You know, an AI control. I think world. so as the well. Choice has been made, and so you know. And and Klaus Schwab was in uh, was in Davos in January, and he um and the first thing on the agenda was how do we regain public trust? I know. <laughs> like, sorry, man, that'll never happen. No, it'll never happen. And yeah, I'm never You're eating bugs. Bond villain. Yeah, Look that guy's evil. Guy. Like nobody fits the Doctor Evil better. I will not <laughs> eat bugs. Nose. I will not eat bugs unless I'm like starving in the desert and there's like nothing else. I will not eat bugs. I will be healthy. I will realize uh, that life is abundant. Source is abundance. We can manifest anything we want. Uh, don't we? Don't, to we don't people. need. We don't need to reduce the population on Earth. It's <laughs> mega abundant here. It's just hideously mismanaged. Grossly mismanaged and. It's fully regenerative and also will be out there in these other planets as well. It's like people are always thinking in the short term, they get fear. They feel like if they follow these certain factors that they can change the weather, like humans have that power. It's a very strange time, man. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, um, and all of the weird stuff that you hear, like, and, and the conspiracies are getting wilder and wilder. Because all of the easy ones have turned have become, turned out to be true. They turn out to be factual, right? But like the, the like the historical ones, the the um, something worth looking up is the uh, Empire of Tartaria, which is a fascinating study, which explains, which asks so many more questions about the erasure of history, about technology levels we used to have. You know, buildings when they're built in a certain way, they generate their own electricity. Like it, it apparently it's real. Apparently, we still have some from uh, this old Tartarian group. But you know, like the deep, the the deeper you dig, the more fascinating this stuff becomes. Oh my God! Absolutely, and it just shows you that with all of this information coming to the surface now, the good, the bad, the ugly. It only points to massive change. No matter how you want to define that change, it's unstoppable yeah. that an unbelievable massive change for humanity and Earth is it's just right around the corner. Okay. And and this is this is this has happened before. Right. The reformation of the church happened when uh, that monk, what was his name? No, Martin Luther, because I keep getting, um, I keep getting, we had a quiz night and somebody couldn't understand the difference between Martin Luther and Martin Luther King, right? And it's still, it's still in my mind that one, right? It's still confusing me this day. But Martin Luther made some complaints about the church. He was not the first monk to do so. In his time, there was another one called Jan Hus who was fighting wars for the reformation of the church. What did Martin Luther do differently? He used a technology called the printing press, and he shared the date. He was able to share the, the real Bible that's not mitigated by a priest. He was able to print flyers saying this is a problem. These the, the lies the church is telling is a problem. People learned to read because books became so much cheaper with a printing press. 
And what it's and immediately once that information got out, once that skill of reading and writing got out, the the church's dominance of Western Europe was over. It was done. It was over on that day. And we are in a phase right now where astral projection and spiritual knowledge has exactly the same position, exactly the same effect. Our revolution is what is bolstered not by bad feelings or by marching in the street. It's by using this new technology, this new consciousness technology, and moving forward into the new era where everybody is psychic. <laughs> Homo psychicus is the next step. And when that happens, it's impossible to lie to people. Right? If you if you want to lie, if you're they can look into the future and see how this thing's going to play out. If they can do that, then nobody's going to play with dishonest people. Right? Nobody's going to do business with people who lie or steal or cheat or anything. Nobody's going to know why bother? Why bother in, in getting integrated with them at all? The game is over, and a new era of fantastic loveliness is is ready. It's just ours for the plucking. I just love how you said that. We're utilizing this new technology. It's ancient technology. Perhaps civilizations uh, that are gone now, maybe they utilize that, but it's coming back. We have this mythology of people who know how to use this technology. They're called wizards. Yes. And they're dotted through history, and they start religions. And they freak people out. Nobody knows how to deal with a wizard. Why? Because he's got a technological edge on you, right? Like, and that's and once we have that, over, the world will be a wonderful place. Oh. Our natural human, our natural human instincts to love and care for each other and live in community will be able to be expressed because there's nothing interfering with it. Yes, we and, kicked those guys out of town. And you, would you say that's the five D reality? People say five D, seventy, but this new Earth that we're moving into—is that what you're describing? Oh, uh, look, I I'm really confused by five D and seven D. Right? I don't know what people are talking about. Like people say it, and I just I I it has as many definitions as the people who say the words. So I don't know. I don't know what to mean. I, but, I don't know what I'm talking. I, I won't say that stuff if I don't know exactly what I'm talking about. But this new but yeah, earth, the yeah, new the earth. Paradise, I'm talking about the paradise on earth. Some people describe it as 5D. Yes, and the new earth, essentially, this new earth that we're moving into. Wow. Well, look, we're humanity first earth. You know, like it sounds weird, but. Ah, but this yeah, is all part of right. our story. This is all part of what we all signed up for. There was chaos. There was other free will choices that changed things. But at the end of the day, we were all meant to learn certain lessons, maybe not the atrocious ones, but definitely some of the good ones so we can evolve and be well, out there as light beings. Well, and that's the only thing to do. Like, we know that all, um, all physical and all temporal things you know, don't last forever. But your spiritual development does. Yes. You take this, you know, the only thing that lasts forever is just, you know, you can't take all this stuff with, with you to the grave except for your spiritual development. That's the only thing. Yes, that information. That's all you can carry, that energetic information. Alibar, we've, we we've had a great conversation, man. I oh, love yeah. talking with you. Yeah, look, you know, Bring me like I, I don't know if I've chewed the listener's ear off enough already. But, no, we've had but, a fantastic conversation. I want to tell people where to find you. So alobarjones.com is the website. A L O B 
B-A-R-J-O-N-E-S. Alobar Jones is the website. He has distance healing that he does there. He has trainings that you can learn about there. Go to that website and you will learn more about what he's doing. If you want to be recruited, he's talking about recruiting astral warriors, light warriors to fight for us. If you're feeling that and you want to be a part of this, reach out to Alabar through his website. I can't wait to meet you. Like, and, and we're going to giggle our way through destroying humanity's enemies. It's the best. It's the most fun you can imagine. Like, you'll I, love I bet. It. You'll love it. You know, it's, it's high-frequency, love-based activity. It's fun. You're, fu- you're fighting for the light. You're, it's, it's very fulfilling, I imagine. I guess that's the word I was looking for. Very oh, yeah, fulfilling. Yeah. I wake up in the morning and go, yeah, I'm doing something good. I'm doing something. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, man. We've had a great conversation. I'd love to have Total you back pleasure. on. We can talk Total again. Pleasure. Before we go, though, is there anything else you'd like to leave our audience with? Yeah, may the force be with you. <laughs> I love, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, fantastic, All Alabar. Right. Please hold through the outro music. And everyone, Alabar Jones, if you're feeling this, go to his website. You can check it out. Obviously, Alabar and I could talk for hours, so we're definitely going to have him back on. So look out for that. And, of course, we will see you next week, Midnight on Earth. Love to you all. Bye for now.